Hello and welcome to Cinema Hangover Podcast, where three completely unqualified individuals drink and talk about movies. My name is Shannon. I'm here with my co-host Oliver and Taylor. Yo, hey. yo. Very in sync, guys. Mm. I love it. <laughs> and Always. today we have a special episode. Yes. And Taylor Part is gonna tell two. us. We'll get to that in yeah. a second. Yes, we'll get to that in just a second for this, sure. If you're following the series, you know that we're starting a part two of our Mission Impossible series now. Yes, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about, uh, what was it, movies two through six. Yeah. So we're going Last to be time finishing up. Last time Hangover, we watched, yeah, Mission Impossible one, mm-hmm. and now we're, we watch the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And what exactly are we drinking tonight? We are drinking a milk stout from Left Hand Brewing, Ooh. and... Uh, we also have some Two Town Cider House ciders over there, too, to mix it up, because we can't just have one drink for, uh, what, five movies? Basically. Five yeah. movies, yeah. yeah. We've got to have, we got to mix a variety pack style. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, honestly, uh, the idea behind that was that these movies definitely showcase a wide variety of not just locales and settings, but also just the evolution of action movies in general. So I thought it would just be a fun experience for us to just dive into these movies. A, because A, I haven't seen them at all. Yeah. And neither have I. Yeah. I hadn't seen, I think, the last two. Mm-hmm. I, or maybe, yeah, I think the last two I hadn't seen. Fair. So. And also the other reason is because I keep, you know, seeing these movies pop up all the time and I keep wondering why the fuck did they keep making these fucking movies? And now I have a bit of an answer now because yeah. it's been made clear. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, yeah, I mean, we can get into that later on too, but it, it makes sense to me too. It's, and they've been over the course of what, since 1990, when was the first one? 99, I believe. 98, 99. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. In the nineties. Um, and they are still releasing them. So here comes another one this summer. Oh I wow, think. that's actually right. part one of. We will also review that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So we'll, we'll round it all out, but it's, uh, it's been a journey mm-hmm. getting through all of them. That yes. it has. Mr. Tom Cruise. Mr. Tom, you know what's funny? Um, just a slight just tangent. Uh, you remember the movie Talladega Nights? Yeah. yeah. I now get why, like, when the dude thought he was on fire, he was like, help me, Tom Cruise! It's like, <laughs> I get that now. I understand that entirely now. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I, so we've, we've watched these over the course of, to you listeners, just like over the course of a week. But actually, by, with the magic of uh, editing and <laughs> scheduling, it's actually been like, what, two months? Two months, yeah. yeah. It's two months. saga. Yeah. So yeah, we're all we're two months older from that last episode <laughs> and wiser. Yeah, it's been uh, I don't know about wiser. But <laughs> where, yeah, where I'm going with this though is that it'll be interesting to have this conversation because I'm a little. They almost become muddled into a whole. Yeah, I'm like trying to. Taylor wants to kind of do a synopsis on each film, mm-hmm. I think, which like, I will. I'll leave that to Taylor yeah, because that's, that's quite the undertaking. It I is think, all like one movie. To I, think, I do think, though, I have to immediately say that it is going to be basically impossible not to spoil like every single one of these oh, yeah, movies. No. Um, this is the, the the grand finale of this Mission Impossible series that we're doing. I guess besides the next movie that comes out, mm-hmm. um, and because there's been so many and it's so many movies in one podcast, we're just gonna go straight for it. Yeah, I think. okay. So spoiler warning: spoiler if you haven't seen the movies, alert. check them out. If you don't care and just want to hear our opinions, then strap on in because we're diving in right now. So. Expecting that you've already checked out the Mission Impossible One, you know that gives the introduction of Ethan. Almost said Ethan Hawke. God damn it! Um, I was about <laughs> why? Ethan why? Hunt. But why were you gonna say Ethan Hawke? Because I was thinking Ethan Hawke too. Because they both are Ethan H. 
yeah. names, probably. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke is a famous actor. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah, that's why. why. That's why I, I was like, that. why Hold was that name also coming to my head? Yeah. Okay, that's funny. So I'm glad that I'm not the only one that thought yeah. that. That's good. <laughs> but, Bizarre. Um, but yeah, so Ethan Hunt is a agent that works within the MIS. Is that what it is? It's the Impossible Mission Force. There it is, IMF. IMF. Yeah, IMF, the Impossible Mission Force. And the whole idea behind this group is that they are assigned some of the most difficult missions in the world that have a high risk of, you know, potentially leading to catastrophic world-ending circumstances. And these guys are the best of the best in their field. And and if they fail the mission, not only could it be catastrophic for the world, mm -hmm. but also they would be disavowed. Exactly. They do it all under... Under secret. Exactly. Yeah. It's like under the guise of, um, they do it because it's the most necessary thing they have to do. It's yeah. like to protect the country and protect the world. It's the whole high moral cause and all that jazz. And this entire film series is based on... Do you on think there's actually people like that in the world? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Actually, yeah. There's I don't know if it would be called the Impossible right. Mission Force, but yeah. <laughs> Something close to it, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. So this is all based on a TV series that came out back in the 60s and continued on a bit in the 80s. And when you watch these films, they kind of do have an episodic feel to them as well, especially as it continues on past the third film. Yeah. They, I, you know, I agree and I disagree. I think that mm. they are episodic up until the third one. Yes, And then from yes. the fourth one on, yes, each one is kind of self-contained, but then mm. I think they did probably the, the best idea that they had through the entire series, which is continue the same cast mm -hmm. through it, like kind of the same group of characters through yeah. this new kind of continuation after Mission Impossible 3. There's a lot yeah. of, through, there's a through line that does exist as yeah. a result of 3. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, I want to, I have some thoughts on that too. Yeah. But, but yeah, continue with your synopsis of. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, setting the, uh, the foundation. So <clears throat> as we enter to Mission Impossible 2, this movie came out in 2000 and Oh my God! Do you recognize this movie was made in early two thousands? It's because so two thousand, so two thousands, <laughs> so two thousands. Dude, crazy. like I just feel like the triple X and the uh, Chronicles yeah. Riddick fucking the, um, the slow mo, the experience. explosion. Yeah, mm -hmm. dude. Okay, I'm just gonna jump the gun here. Everything There's, explodes like all the time. Everything yeah. fucking explodes. Yeah. There's a point at near the end of the film where uh, you know Ethan is on the motorcycle and he does this drift turn in order to like shoot. They literally edited that shot like five times just for him to spin, turn, it, in slow a, motion. I'm pretty I swear sure to there's, God. A, there's a shot where there's like a fiery explosion that he's walking from, and then a dove flies out into like. Oh the, my fucking god! I think the, right. yeah. There's yeah. There's it's oh, it's, it's super two thousands. That doesn't make it bad. No. It's just like a you could watch it, and it's like every other two thousands movie that came out at that time. It just encapsulates that. And like, yeah. that overly dramatic. Everything is super dramatic, you know? Yeah. And that kind of segues into one of the points that we've kind of identified about these films is that their way of snapshotting the, I would say, not, yeah, well, tropes of action movies of the time, but also the cinematography techniques, the story elements that were popular during the time, and just, it's like a little capsule of time of cinema during yeah. that period. Well, and they used different directors for every single one, too, mm -hmm. up until the last two yeah, yes. I think the last two. Oh, one thing to note is that for the third one, I think J.J. Abrams was actually uh, directed that one. Part then, three, yeah. Mission Impossible 3 was J.J. Abrams. And then he also is the one that leads the Bad Robot studio, right? Yeah, so I think he, and you think he stayed on as a producer for a lot of them. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what creates a bit more of a consistency with the remaining yeah. ones afterwards because yeah. they both, each one after three has Bad Robot as a part of the production yeah. company. So yeah. 
that's something that stood out. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I see that now. So with Mission Impossible 2, that was directed by John Woo, who was the same guy that did yep. Face Off, which yep. was interesting yep. to find out. And one thing that just pops out, um, so a quick summarization of this one. This one is definitely more of the episodic ones to me because it doesn't it, match it, the rest of them. It does, Yeah, it doesn't have anything that really connects it to the previous Mission Impossible besides the main character, really. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then part three also. Like, there's some small things that tie these early movies together but for the most part it is they're kind of their own yeah episodic yeah yeah, yeah. like number two when you compare it to the rest of them it is the most isolated in terms of like yeah. connection and it also totally you gotta remind me what episode two is so or episode... not episode two movie yeah, two so, so mission possible two had the one where uh ethan hunt met up with the thief lady and this is where the he first, said like love interest kind of yeah, and he sends her off. I'm to... almost just as confused with the love interests as I am the movie. Do you remember a, a scene where there was a horse race? Yes. Okay. Do you yeah. also remember in that movie where the dude was John Cruise had long hair? Yeah. And yeah, he also right. was driving a motorcycle yeah. nonstop. Yeah. That's that movie. Yeah. So okay. basically, yeah, <laughs> okay. he he kind of falls for this other thief spy type girl, and the mm-hmm. reason that IMF needs her is because she previously had a relationship with this guy. Um, I can't even remember what he was trying to do, but like another supervillain type guy. Mm-hmm. I think it was a nuke issue. There's I, a lot I, of nukes. There's a lot yeah, of nukes in this series. Nukes, yeah. There's a lot of nukes. Um, <laughs> and I will say, before you glance into Mission Impossible 3, the synopsis of that, mm. Mission Impossible... Oh, I'm still definitely totally on 2. Oh, sure. then go for it. Yeah. I'll oh, save yeah, my point. We're going to be sticking on 2 for a little bit, because one thing to note is that I like this detail that they had at the very beginning where it had Ethan Hunt climbing like on his vacation because, at least for me, that's a th- character element that is carried throughout the course yeah. of the series. His, yeah. his ability to climb, he's like rock climbing. Yeah, yeah. he or is like, a proficient climber. Yeah. And like it's something that free he... Free climbing. Free climbing, yeah. Is that, is that what you call yeah, it? Free yeah. climbing? Close enough, yeah. No harnesses or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, just climbing like, up a rock like chalk is like the closest thing yeah. you have to like tools and that's it. Just also a really cool <clears> opening scene. Yeah, 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 exactly. Also hyper dramatic. He gets to the top of that canyon. Oh my and God, and he like slips a little bit. Yep, and then a helicopter like circles around. Yeah. There's a whole, yeah. Everything's very dramatic in this Oh, for sure. In series. Episode 2, for sure. Like, the 90s one is a bit more toned down in terms of, like, the James Bond-esque type of, like, approach, and then 2000's like, fuck it, this guy's an action hero, yeah. Yeah, so, whereas, whereas Mission Impossible 1 was more of, like, a spy espionage movie, mm-hmm. Mission Impossible 2 is more of an action movie, mm-hmm. and then... I don't want to get into three too much yet because I know you're still in, on two, but three I felt like was where they started to kind of combine the two. It's like oh, yeah. a spy yeah. espionage movie and an action movie, and that's kind of the same trend that they kept for the rest of them. Yeah, I just want to say this now so I don't forget it. <clears throat> the third one kind of, do you think it has a bit of like a, no, no, maybe a Jason Borden esque type of a feel? Maybe look. I think wise. it has probably one of the best villains besides the last villain. Oh shit! I but anyways, agree, yeah, actually, okay. uh, yeah, 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 we'll get to that. Yeah, in yeah, a bit. yeah. So <clears throat> one, <laughs> so one thing to note: um, the actress that plays the main, I guess, counterpart to Ethan Hunt, uh, her name is Thandie Newton, I believe, and the way that she was like portrayed in the movie and stuff kind of gave me like Eartha Kitt vibes. Like uh, she's like a famous actress from like the sixties. She played Catwoman in the old Batman TV show and. Uh, yeah, it's just like the stylistically and the way that she operated in the persona that gave me like Earth Kit vibes. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Hmm. And let's see, outside of that, the, <laughs> I, I'm looking through my notes and 
I wrote down Mission Impossible 2, the soap opera. And as I'm thinking about it, because I'm thinking back to the movie and I'm like, oh my God, it kind of was like a soap opera because like, it kind of had that weirdest like, like triangle dynamic that was going on. Yeah, there's the love triangle. Yeah. Yeah. The whole whole story is kind of propelled along based on, on, you know, Ethan Hunt falling for this woman that Mm. is also in this kind of toxic relationship with this really bad guy. Um, it also has, I'm just going to say it now before I forget, one of the craziest practical stunts of the entire series. Yes. Where at the very end, uh, the main bad guy, I can't remember his name, he throws a knife. Mm-hmm. And it's it gets like, I don't know. like a I think we talked about this in the first I think I think mm-hmm. I talked, episode. I hinted at it. So you were talking about the crazy stunts and you're like, you guys are going to see a crazy yeah, stunt. I don't think I said one. what it was actually mm-hmm. though because I didn't want to spoil it. I think you did mention You said a sharp yeah. object. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this sharp <laughs> object, basically, he throws a knife and, and Tom Cruise stops it within, like, centimeters of his eye. Mm-hmm. But that was a real knife that was on, like, a um, pulley system mm. that they shot down towards his eye that was, like, triggered to stop right before his eye. Hell no. Yeah. So, so I would just, not want to be that guy. And and I'm, I'm sure we can get back onto this, but really quick, there's in just every movie has just the craziest dude. practical real yeah. stunts if you if nothing else that's why you watch these movies oh yeah. dude it's impressive like each time i didn't I really know stunt, anything like, about fun. mission impossible mm-hmm. the movies except for the fact that like a lot of the stunts that tom cruise does he's actually doing because he's a psychopath yeah he is a psychopath because he's like crazy drinking baby blood oh well (laughs) what yeah (laughs) that too i mean he is aging very very well right but i mean dude you remember in top gun maverick like the dude's like 15 he's got yeah yeah drinking baby blood yeah but he's a psychopath because he's he's like jumping out of planes and like (laughs) jumping across buildings and like all the uh, just crazy stuff larger than life yeah anyways Part two. <laughs> so one thing um, that we've already talked about already is the fact that this whole movie is basically slow motion wind shot. That's I actually wrote that down. Yeah, <laughs> that basically is what it is. It's like there are moments where it's like that's the, I actually had the theory that that's why they he had long hair in this movie just so they so could blow in the wind. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that was just like you. You so bitch. I see yeah, especially with it being a two thousands movie. Right. Probably. So one other piece that I wrote down here was that. One, I think the villain, the main villain in this movie said this regarding Ethan Hunt and his aversion to, you know, harming innocent people. He will rather perform aerobic insanity before harming a hair on a security guard's head. And the villain was saying that in the midst of Ethan Hunt trying to figure out how to infiltrate this laboratory that had a bioweapon. There it is. The okay, villain yeah, had but, a bioweapon yep, that he was working Yeah, it was a bioweapon. Yeah. It, yeah, it was an illness. Yeah. It was an illness. That's what it was. Yep. Um, called Chimera. Yes, yep. yes, yep. yeah. Yep. I do, rem- I do remember this, and at the end is when he has to like rappel down through that vent in the tower. Yeah, and it was like forty he, like, seconds. Falls he had to do it. through yeah. the vent, and there's a crazy action scene there, among all sorts of other crazy action mm-hmm. scenes. Yes, I do remember this. Um, the only, well, yeah, go ahead. I 
Well, the reason I may mention that uh, key line was that it is an element of Ethan Hunt's character. Yeah. That Throughout the whole series. series yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. that actually becomes a defining moment for, I believe, Rogue Nation. Uh, Fallout. In is Fall- it? Oh, Fallout. Fallout yeah. In Fallout, they mention how what makes him different is that he is willing to risk it mm-hmm. all for the life of one person. Yeah, absolutely right. Fallout does uh, um, hold on to that. I think Rogue Nation does a little bit, but Fallout It's a through line for sure, but, but in the very beginning of Fallout, and then it's kind of a, a theme through the entire movie is him willing to risk basically millions to save the single person. Right. Yeah. And that is a curious uh, exploration of, I guess, philosophy in itself in terms of like morality and things, but we'll get to that later. So, outside of the, oh my God. <laughs> so, I'm just like looking at my notes here and it's like, oh yeah, that was the thing. So, there was a point in the film, there was like a spin move with the Kimbo pistols and I'm like, oh god, this is 2000s as hell. This is like, ooh, look at me with the cool slow motion. I mean, there's, god damn it. There's all, yeah, there's also some really cool stunts with motorcycles where he like uses his motorcycle as a weapon a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, yeah, crazy. Also, speed bikes. I think they're uh, doing that same scene where you know that tower scene where Tom Cruise goes down through the vent. One of the henchmen that comes in from the ground floor with the villain. I think he's actually one of the main actors from Prison Break. I think we might have talked about this recently. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think so. He looked like him. Like, hardcore. He, like, the brother that was in prison that the main character is trying to save. I think that actor was the same one in uh, Mission Impossible 2. Huh. So that was fascinating. Hmm. And I don't know what that show is or movie is. It was a popular show back in, like, on Fox back in the early 2000s. It was around the same time that 24 was out. So it was just one of those shows that kind of made Fox the coup to, like, buy and dramatic action. Yeah. Sounds like a boy thing. Yeah, maybe, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, one thing that also came up as I was, um, like, thinking about these movies, you know how Britain has James Bond? Do you think Mission Impossible, in a way, is trying to be the American equivalent? Especially with, you know, the way that Ethan Hunt, you know, it's like the secret spy agent dude that does the impossible shit, but it's much more dramatic because America. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. That's an interesting point. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. Mm. Um, there's definitely a lot of similarities. I think that Mission Impossible definitely is more Americanized, or yeah, more Americanized than James Bond. Mm. If, especially if we're just comparing apples to apples with like the Daniel Craig James Bond mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise's. Yeah, because that's the closest comparison because they have at least like. Whereas, I mean, yeah, James I Bond mean, tra- tries to be pretty. Mission Impossible is like. Most of the time, they're in the UK. Well, yeah, but they, yeah. they're but they're an American based uh, based uh, operation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they do true, have a lot of points within, like, say, London and stuff like that. Yeah. But they're yeah. globe trotting spy thrillers. Because they also like multiple times Japan. collaborate with with MI six, which mm-hmm. is uh, British intelligence. Hmm. Interesting. So. Now we're on to three, right? Yeah, well, we're gonna move on. To three. <laughs> this is gonna be <laughs> a good. Like, give us a synopsis. Give us yeah, give us this a synopsis. This is gonna be difficult. Three. Right. <laughs> um, just one final note. I do think Mission Impossible Two is better than the first one. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll get back to that. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Just for the sake of, I don't know. It's just better experience. I might change if I have to rewatch okay. this movie again. So Mission Impossible Three. So this is where I think the films really start getting into the. It starts becoming what the rest of the movies will be. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. starts getting into its own, like, this is the identity of Mission Impossible yep. series. Right. Three is uh, kind they of like figured I said, out what they were doing. Yeah. Exactly. Three is kind yeah. of like a combination of one and two. It takes all the best parts of one and two and makes it, it kind of elevates it. Yeah. It, take, it, it has a better villain, although. Oh, yeah. 
Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman's really, really good. Do you, you guys, think he was Before under- you guys oh. start talking about this, you got to remind me which yes, episode. Because okay, so, it literally is just one big movie no, no, to no, me no, at this so point. With this one, this was the introduction of Ethan actually getting married. And yeah. it this, starts off with him being married. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm. He is married. And the very beginning, he's actually called in for a mission to save one of his recent, I guess, pupils that was in a mission that right. she got captured. Okay. And during that point when he saved her, they were on the helicopter and she actually had her head like internally yep. explode yep. because yep. of the bill. There's a really, it's that. also a really cool scene where they're flying helicopters around windmills. Yeah, yeah. that was so like cool. Like an air farm. Yep. Yep, I will okay. say that was one of the coming first, back to me. Yeah, 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 that was one of the first instances where I was like, "Holy shit, this uh, this action sequence is actually pretty solid." Like, yeah, shit. Like, also I, JJ Abrams. I, yeah, yeah, and oh, so dude, lots of lens flares. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. the lens flares. Lots I, of lens dude, flares. he was in a freaking convenience store at the beginning of the movie. There was lens flares. I was like, "Bruh, <laughs> can you hold yourself back from the lens flares?" <laughs> lens flares are cool, man. That's what he. Yeah. God damn. God. Oh. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so Philip Seymour Hoffman plays the big bad guy. Yes, and the scene that really like sold it for me, and I think you might be thinking about the same one. Was it the plane sequence? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find her. <laughs> yeah, he he's like this really under. He's he's so I don't even know the like played down. Like mm-hmm. he he's not over the top. He's not like this over top villain. He's just bizarre. But you can just the, the, yeah. Like, but you can just tell that he is like evil. Yeah, he's, he's such. He has that sense of confident capacity and competence of like his abilities and what he's been able to get away with he's like dude i will fuck you up yeah and (laughs) it is it is so he's so good and then jj abrams did his fucking mystery box shit and did a and did a twist ending and had him not actually be the big bad guy at the end and instead it was the stupid agent that's from imf yeah that's i thought that that reveal was really stupid i also think and this will get shannon remind like remembering this i also think the moment where uh Tom Cruise's or Ethan Ethan Hunt's wife has to resuscitate him and then uses his gun to just like perfectly kill some trained. God, it pissed agents. me yeah. off so bad. Oh so, gosh. Okay, I'm thinking back to that scene now. And she didn't even know movie. how to use a gun. Never right. even like he had to teach her. How he had to like, teach her like while he was like dying. dying, and then all of a sudden she just became fucking Jane Wick and just started <laughs> like what. Yeah. Okay. This is so That's annoying. Funny. That's fucking funny. So, on that point, <laughs> I thought for a second in the film there, were, there was like another hidden twist, like oh, she actually has agent training herself, or yeah. she has nope. her own hidden backstory. Yeah, no, no, she's just a nurse. Yeah, and um, yeah, maybe so, maybe that would have been better. So I where she thought, was like, ha, ah, just kidding. I'm also a secret agent. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> no, precisely. So. She's I, just a nurse. She's just a nurse. So I never thought about it to that degree, but now that you point that out, I'm thinking back, like rewinding the scene. I'm like, oh. It made yeah. me so mad. <laughs> like right. unreasonably unreasonably mad. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 absolutely right. That does come out of nowhere. And I, I think like if I remember correctly, like she had to load the gun. He taught her how to like, load the gun. Yeah, the, like right the way as, she right did she it, dying, like she was just was like a complete natural, like she, didn't she do it with, like, one hand oh, or something? It's because, so basically what it was is the bomb was about to go off in his head, and his heart had to stop for it to not go off. Right. right? So he he drowns himself or something? N- no, or... I think what he did is, like, okay, here's the he pulls IED. Out, not IED. He shocks himself. He shocks AED. himself. Yeah. yeah, shocks yeah. himself in order to stop his heart. And it's like, yeah. okay, here's how to load the pistol. You have to wait X amount of seconds and then resuscitate me. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. here's the gun. Here's how to do X, Y, and Z with the gun. And he says the final, like, oh, also, uh, I love you. Boom. Out, knocks him out. Yeah. He's like, okay, I have to wait this long and also survive. 
it feels like a mission out yeah. of a video game, yeah, actually. Exactly. Yes. Objective so survive. Bad. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. That just actually gave me some flashbacks from a cool game moment. So, <laughs> but yeah. So with that, I also think the Philip Seymour Hoffman was also underutilized near the end because he, like we said, he had that presence yeah. in the airplane scene. And it was actually to the point where it pushed Ethan to like, oh, you want to see how fucked up I can be? Let's and, go. And he was about to throw his ass out and the plane. I think this is also where they they reintroduce Ving Rhames back yeah, into it, right? Wait, no, he was in Mission Impossible 2. Are you sure? Yeah. He's been in every movie. Has he been in every single movie? Yep. Okay. Yeah, because, well, okay, so... He, admit, yeah, yeah, he plays he plays a part there, and he kind of gets to play the part of being the sound voice. Oh, yeah. And of being kind of like, His you don't want to do this. Way, yeah. yeah, you don't want to do this. You don't want to kill this guy. Yeah, it's like, dude, yeah. I know you're like, you, this is not you. Yeah, He's like, but you, this some bitch threatened my life. He's yeah. like, I know, but don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one of the other notes that came up to me as well was... I feel like this isn't even a synopsis of every single movie now. We're just going through every single movie. Pretty much, yeah. That's fine. So Whatever works. Yeah, Yeah. whatever works. I think there's a point early in the film where Ethan is trying to find his wife because Philip Seymour Hoffman actually escaped a prison excursion to, like, the, you know, to jail. And this is actually where the bridge scene where... Tom Cruise basically gets blown up on the side of the yeah, car. Yeah, there's a there's a drone. That's yeah, like the drone strike. Over, yeah. I remember seeing that fucking scene so many goddamn times in like either action compilations and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, where the fuck is this scene from? And then I finally get a chance to see it in context. And it's like, okay, that was a cool shot. Even yeah. though the physics of it might be a bit off, but fucking don't care. It's well, there's <laughs> I think that I think that there's a like a little bit of that throughout the entirety of this series is that you do kind of have to suspend a little bit of disbelief. disbelief. Like, you do kind of have to, I mean... No. Uh, <laughs> no, you think it's all realistic and super <laughs> It realistic? should be. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, this is coming from the person that loves Fast and Furious. Oh, so God. I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. No, no, all I can think about is that magnet scene. Okay. Okay, this isn't a Fast, Fast and Furious episode. Oh, but don't worry, it will be one day. Oh, boy. So, I think, I think three for me... I don't have many notes on it other than Philip Seymour Hoffman is one of the best villains throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just stoked that he got married. Started to settle it's down. It's funny because that didn't like really work for me at first. It was it was really him having a really new rushed. love interest every single movie. But if you remember, he didn't in the next yeah. one. That's and right. That's one, right. Ghost gone. Protocol. He doesn't. In Ghost Protocol, she's gone, and I was almost like, oh, are they just completely? Are they just completely wiping? But doesn't that movie? he meet? At the, the very end of Ghost, at the very, very end of Ghost Protocol, if I remember he correctly, he sees his wife, and then it's like, oh, but he does he, still... doesn't he meet Ilsa in Ghost Protocol? No, no that's in Rogue Nation. Yeah, that's the, fifth that's one. the next one. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. God damn. Okay. So, but anyways, a few um, fun notes with Mr. Possible Three. So, in the party scene at the beginning with Ethan and his wife, the guy, there's a character from Heroes that actually appears. Um, and I believe he's the detective guy from Heroes. So yeah, yeah, he pops up. So that was a fun cameo okay. to see. And then Jesse Pinkman, I believe, pops yeah, up as he his is, brother-in-law. Yeah, he's the brother-in-law to his wife. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. when I saw those, yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's so. Also, awesome. I just want to point out really quick that Shannon did. Fuck you. There's there was somebody so in that. The, the that. only other thing I really have to point out on three is that this was kind of the end, and there was a hiatus for a while. Um, this was kind of the end of the original trilogy, so to say, of Mission Impossible. You know, with that being said, I really thought if they killed Tom Cruise at the end of this, it would not have been bad. At the end uh, of three? Yeah. 
Okay. Like, if that was, like, the tragic end, that would have been like, so, you know what? That there was worked. that girl. There was a girl in Ghost Protocol. Yeah, there was a girl yes, in Ghost Protocol. Where there was, like, some flirtation. But, but, flirt, but there's flirtation yeah. through that's, every single But that's what, it, that's what it was. I was like, oh, uh, God, here we go again. Another right. girl. I, so, I think... <laughs> You're like, this motherfucker. You can't go one episode... One, or one movie without falling in love with a new I one. Think, I think for me... That almost was the case. Me, he's uh, but he's, like, a James Bond. Yeah. He's just, like... The studly guy that, you know. But anyways, um, I think for me in Mission Impossible 3, that rhymed, uh, Mm. I think (laughs) that the marriage-wife aspect, it exists only in the movie to add, like, gravitas to kind of, like, the whole thing. Like, add, you know, it's his wife. It's not just some random woman. It's his wife that's, like, in trouble and in jeopardy. But I think it was kind of rushed because it just immediately starts... It, it again, it's almost like it disregards what happened in part two. Well, um, to note, just to add into that, at this point, he's been doing this job for 10 years. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of creates the idea that, oh, he's been doing this for a while and he's kind of trying to establish a sense of normality in the midst Right. Of no, but, I, I get it. But, but I think, I think it, what, like, I kind of agree with what Oliver's saying, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like, especially with the love interest, like mm-hmm. the first and the second one, like mm-hmm. it just ends and mm-hmm. there's no explanation for it. And then the next movie, there's just a new love interest. Yeah. Yeah. And so with, which is very with James his, Bond like with too, his wife, but... it was like, same thing, like, All of we sudden, don't know what happened with yeah. the other one, yeah. but now he's just getting married. No built-up yeah. chemistry. No, not getting married. He's just married. It oh, just yeah. starts, and he's just married, yeah. and that's, like, how it, the whole thing starts, and it's, like, suburban life, Tom Cruise. It's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, God. But it's not bad. I think it. I think it's it's definitely not bad, because they do choose to keep that being kind of a through line through the rest of the Yeah, they don't the scrap movies. it, which is good. But in, in the next one, which is Ghost Protocol, Ghost right? Ghost Protocol. In I the think that was my one, favorite girl. Oh, yeah. Girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was cool. Can't even remember can't her remember. name. Yeah, I can't God, either. Yeah. But uh, she was the one with the red dress at the end, right? And, like, the, the big tower scene. Ghost Protocol. Wait, wait. Maggie Q was the red dress. It was this girl. And Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghost Protocol. She was cool. Yeah. Oh, she, she was one of my the favorites. The red dress is uh, three. Is, no, not three. The red dress was three. No. I was thinking of a different one. Maybe. Wait, wait, wait. So, wait. It was a red dress and what? The tower scene, maybe it wasn't red in the tower scene. Maybe I am truly mixing up the colors of the dress. But the, yeah, anyways, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but in Ghost Protocol, once again, they kind of restart it, almost. Except there are the same characters throughout. And they don't really talk about his wife. For they very much hint of it. at it early. Yeah, and, then they, and, it, like, and it feels really strange. It feels kind of jarring. And then at the end, I think you get that glance where there's some sort of closure, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was good. I'm glad that they did that in Ghost Protocol. I also think... So far on the series, from one to two to three to now four in Ghost Protocol, mm-hmm. it's it's rare because I think they just keep getting better. Like each one is yes. better than the previous I, mm-hmm. one. I actually agree. And they, I, they I actually, better. spoiler alert, I actually think that just continues throughout all the way through the end. I think they all continue getting better, if not hitting a really high point, just maintaining that high point. Yeah. So um, with that being said, Ghost Protocol. So isn't is Ghost <clears throat> Protocol the one where he's climbing up the tower on the outside, or is that Rogue Nation? Like, no, that Ghost is Protocol is the one the, where he like has to break. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Fuck That's that. Fuck Dude, that. I actually felt like okay. I will say Got, like, this sick about to this my film. stomach. <laughs> right. Something I, I think that might have been your favorite. Just yeah. No, it yeah, was. Yeah. yeah. So honestly, uh, in terms of the film itself, mm-hmm. it is actually one of my favorites too. Yeah. Because this was. I think it was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, and I can totally agree, because this film actually makes the characters... I think it, all, it also has 
I think if this is the one I'm thinking of, it might be Rogue Nation. God damn it. I can't remember. You're like struggling <laughs> to remember can't this, aren't you? It's so hard. It is hard, yeah. That's the only them. bad thing about like doing this in one like one recording. Yeah. Oh, nope. I'm, yeah, it's the next one that I'm actually thinking of. Oh, Rogue Nation. Shut your trap. But go, yeah, Ghost Protocol <laughs> is really fucking good. Yeah. It's really good. It's a super good time. There's awesome action set pieces. The whole tower sequence is just insane. Mm-hmm. Like just scary and mm-hmm. insane and the thing that helped make that tension like build up established was the characters literally felt absolutely freaked yeah, out of what yeah. the hell they were doing however mm. the villain yeah. is way weaker the than villain yeah. was feels of philip C- seymour hoffman's villain he is way weaker yeah i i that was probably the only part of ghost protocol that i felt like did not improve upon the previous one i agree yeah, yeah. the villain was not as strong and the villain after and before was so much better yeah, oh, well, in the next one, Woo! I mean, if, if we're just going to, you know, well, now hold lightning on, just to round stay on, like, Ghost Protocol for a okay. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> this was the one where, as mentioned before, it kind of helps create that through-line connection between the trilogy and to the extended Mission Impossible films. This really solidified the group setup, because ever since, I would say, well, actually, yeah, each Mission Impossible always had this focus on the team itself, like yeah. the hodgepodge collection of team members that helped make the mission possible. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> this one really solidified that more than anything else because yeah, it was just the team. They yeah. didn't have any backup. It was yeah. just them. And I kind of appreciated that. It really focused in on some of the new characters I was introduced to the series. Simon Jeremy Pegg. Simon Pegg and Jeremy Jer- Renner. Jeremy Renner, yeah. Yep. yeah. And providing some interesting backstories to especially Jeremy And Renner's the chemistry character. is really good, too. They mm-hmm. all vibe really well. Yeah, and that was and they all have their own personalities, too. and I think it's it's cool. Yeah. You also get to see Simon Pegg's character throughout. He has his own arc where he yeah. becomes an agent yeah. throughout this, too, which I thought is cool. That was really cool, yeah. And he actually gets better and better as the... Is this also the one where there's the underwater scene in the, like, vortex That's scene, Rogue, that Nation. Rogue Nation. That's Rogue okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. That's yeah. Rogue Nation. Cause it's funny because in my mind, each the, Miss and Posh... Mission <laughs> Mission, each mission impossible. Um, I can't quite remember the story, and that's not a bad thing. It's not like they don't have stories. I just remember the insane action set pieces, and, I think and they all get shuffled kinda... around. I can't remember yeah. which. Well, and one that's is like which, the also but... part of the like reason why I don't love that. There's so many different like. There's a different female character in every single yeah, until the mm, end. Until the yeah. end. Until the end. But even then, there's they introduce like new female Ish. characters. Kind of, they but that's male what, characters too. Well, no, I know, but like I'm talking about like, like the focal, yeah. like female focal points. Yes, yeah. but it just like kind of, I just it makes it confusing. because mm, there's not enough consistency to. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe I mean, just yeah. the whole thing it's, is it's just something confusing. to make them distinct. Each movie distinctive, but but it's not because like. He's like, oh, isn't that the one with the underwater sequence? Right. But no, that, that does that have, El- that Elsa. Does that have that Elsa. Elsa in it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's when she gets introduced. I do but it's just that. like it really, I don't know, when you think about the movie and like stuff that's happening, you don't really. But they were also, I think, still really trying to find their footing, too. In, in yeah. like, you know, now they're starting to catch momentum and I think starting to figure it out. But it, I really think it's not until Rogue Nation where now we are kind of on, like, this overarching story. Yeah. I think maybe they, like, introduced the different females to kind of set up every movie apart, maybe, but it didn't work. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's probably a lot of different reasons why there's a different lead female in every single one. Um, but I think that Ghost Protocol, in that it was made f- six years after the previous one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, yeah. 
it also has really benefited from the technological advances. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. It, it's, Here's one thing, uh, with that being said, the technological advancements, something that they sh- use in each movie I've noticed that is a way of showcasing how things have evolved, the way that the masks are used. Each movie, in their own way... Is this the one where they go in the Vatican? That's Rogue Nation. That's Rogue Nation. <laughs> okay, you I must feel like, really want to talk about Rogue I really Nation. I feel like Rogue Nation <laughs> and the Ghost Protocol kind of merge in a way, but... Yeah, they kind of, in my mind, do merge, and then Fallout stands out from Oh, those, for sure, but, yeah. But, yeah, carry on. The yeah. Vatican scene's fucking cool in, mm-hmm. in Rogue is. Nation. That yeah. scene is so much fun. I That's like, okay. Anyway. It is fire. Yeah. Yeah, and the mass technology evolves with each movie, kind of showcasing the ever-increasing... Complexity, but also convenience of the technology. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little trope yeah. that's carried and, over. And, well, and I also think it's really cool that in the first Mission Impossible, one of the big things was they had all these really cool gadgets. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of forget about that. It kind of just becomes like, you know. In just, the second one, yeah. In the second one, yeah. Um, and then they start to, cut, start to kind of ramp it up again, and now they have cool tech. Yeah, again. Ghost Protocol really does bring it back full Yeah, full, yeah. Full, full and I, I love the use of the masks. I think it's super mm-hmm. cool. Is it realistic? Like, no. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's really fun and cool. Yeah. So, with that being said, I'm just going to close out Ghost Protocol by saying it is definitely one of the ones that stand out with action sequences and just overall team chemistry. Villain this week, but it's a... Great fucking action film. Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. shit's good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now Rogue Nation. I feel Rogue like this, Nation, this one we can sit on. Yeah. Oliver's favorite. Um, so this one was your favorite. I don't know. I think I like Rogue Nation more than Ghost Protocol by a hair. Um, oh, wow. And I just think it's because the set pieces like were even cooler than Rogue Nation or yeah. than Ghost Protocol than I thought was even possible um mm, yeah it has probably one of my favorite car chase scenes of like With the motorcycles yeah yeah it's that might be one of my favorite car chase scenes i've seen in a long time dude the i car feel chase like it's a little insane. dragged out though it's a little i mean it's a little dragged out but it's so impressive it's like actual cars and motorcycles and they're like oh it, it's just crazy yeah is that it's, the one where they a lot of it's in france uh no that's Fallout I think wow now I'm sorry like the last two <laughs> no, the last two Fallout has a really cool one too but this one's like where they're in I, like Dubai or something no like Dubai was the last one no, Dubai this was is Ghost when Protocol. they're in where are they but basically I mean I remember watching this watching Rogue Nation and seeing this car chase which which was a little drag dragged out I agree mm-hmm. um but watching this and being like Fast and Furious ain't got shit on this like real mm-hmm. cars and motorcycles actually rallying going super fast doing insane stunts and stuff. Super cool. And then on top of that, you've got also other really cool set pa- set pieces like the Vatican scene where they kind of mm-hmm. have to infiltrate the Vatican. Yeah, that was cool. Um, is that the one wait, also? Wait, it was the Kremlin. Kremlin. Yeah, the yeah, Kremlin is really cool. I was like, really hold on cool. a second. <laughs> no, the Vatican was three. God damn it. Ghost Protocol. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the Vatican was, oh shit, Simon Pegg was in, wait, it might have been two. Uh, not, not two. Wow. Three, maybe. Four. Four. Ghost <laughs> Protocol. As in four Ghost oh Protocol? Yeah. So just go, maybe Ghost Protocol has that scene then. It's really cool. Where he like, they get over the wall and they like cover the camera. Yeah. And they get in and they, yeah. It, yeah. But wait. this has a Krem, the Kremlin's Rogue Nation where they blow up the Kremlin. The Kremlin yeah. Wait, hold on. Was Maggie Q in the Vatican scene? Yeah, I think it is actually. It is and definitely Ghost Protocol has the Vatican scene in it, which I think is very cool. But Maggie Q wasn't in that one. She was in three. No, it's the girl that Shannon likes. Is okay, the then, yeah. then it's, it's definitely. They drive out the Lamborghini wow. and they get into it from beneath, like the sewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. Okay, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Wow, I love how now I'm starting to reach a point with starting to mix together. Yep. No. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, 
But Rogue Nation, a lot of fun. I think, ju- like, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily, like, way better than the previous one, but just, like, for me, maybe a hair better. Mm-hmm. But they're both great. I honestly want to rewatch four and five, of, like, side by side to Vatican determine which one's is better. number three. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're just all sorts of confused. Oh, okay. Well, we're still checking on that one. That scene's cool. I don't care what movie it's in. That yeah, one. no, that scene was dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The part Doesn't of that is, it is it is three because the the whole point was that Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is going there. Yeah, like, he needs to infiltrate and then make a mask of him. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Anyway. The, the <laughs> that's very cool. That's a very tense scene. Yeah, super cool. That that is something I will appreciate about these films, especially since three on. The way they create tension in the midst of the missions where shit fucks up, it's cool. Just the way they've evolved the tension and stress that can be produced as a result of these missions and the high stakes, it's, ooh. There have been multiple times while watching these films, I'm like, how the fuck are they going to do this? Yeah, how the fuck like are white gonna do knuckle this? moments. How are they going to do right. it? <laughs> yep. It's so cool. I'm like, it's been a while since I've had an experience while watching a film where it was that... I actually gave a shit about how things were going to go because, like, how the fuck are they going to do this? And I think, and right. I think, I think a huge part of that, at least for me, a huge part of why it is as stressful and as cool and as intense as it is, is because it is like so much of all of these movies are all practical effects. Yeah. It feels real. Like yeah. it feels like these, you know, these are real cars racing through the streets. These are like people going a hundred miles an hour on motorcycles. Like it feels. Are they not? Huh? It's not real. No, it is real. And that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> the stakes feel high because it looks real. Like it looks like real people. There's something that I feel like, I mean, eventually we'll get there. But right now I feel like computer generated, you know, scenes like that just don't carry as much weight as the real thing. Talking mm-hmm. about crazy scenes and uh, Tom Cruise being a freaking psychopath <laughs> in Rogue Nation. That's the one where he's holding on to the side of the plane. Yeah. Yeah. And I the plane literally actually, actually takes, takes off, off yeah. and yeah. he's just like Hanging dangling on, on the side. Yeah. Obviously he has a harness, but still, <clears throat> yeah. I wouldn't even do that with a harness. Yeah. yeah. I remember that being like talked about a lot. It's like, yeah. well, how the fuck is he doing this? Yeah. Well, he's insane. He's a crazy person. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's the, the other, the other, the only thing that continues to get like raising the stakes every time is that the stunts can, are continuing to get more and more crazy from each one. And mm-hmm. he just does his own stunts. He just yeah. does his own stunts. Like, well, usually they have, and, like, stunt doubles. He does have a stunt double that looks a lot like him. Um, you uh, should look it up. It looks very similar to him. But he does a lot of his they own stunts. They found that song, bitch, like, don't be like me. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, I mean, mad respect to his stunt double, too, though. Like, oh, yeah. doing real, yeah. real stunts. Dude, stuntmen in general, stuntmen yeah. and women are totally fucking amazing. Totally those guys do some badass shit. Underappreciated. I love sure. those guys. Those guys are cool as fuck. I, but as far as Rogue Nation goes, it it's a really good time. I think it's a lot of fun. It also introduces our new big bad, who I again I think this is, I think he besides Philip Seymour Hoffman is the best villain. I agree. In uh, Solomon Lang. Yep. And uh, they really did something that I thought was genius, and that they finally understood that they needed to have some connective tissue between each movie. And Solomon Lang so far has been that he's like the mm. big bad. He's mm-hmm. kind of the guy that is pulling strings behind the scenes of the, you know, Rogue Nation and Fallout, and I'm assuming probably the next one, too. So, something to go along with that. With Rogue Nation... Not it, to mention that Sean Harris, who plays him, is spectacular. Oh, yeah, he does a fantastic yeah. job. The... I, I was just thinking about how the story elements in Rogue Nation 
is what makes it stand out in comparison to Ghost Protocol. But I think the reason Ghost Protocol stands out is that that whole Dubai section was such a huge, like, well-done experience. Yeah. And the tension that was mm-hmm. built on that yeah. was so well-done. a just massive like, skyscraper as in the background there's a sandstorm approaching. Is, yeah. It doesn't really get It was just like all more. the setups it's was so yeah. insane. Yeah. And, but with Rogue Nation, it just raised the stakes even further where... Was it in this one where Ethan Hunt was basically considered an enemy of the state? I yeah. mean, they kind of did that yeah. also in Fallout. Yeah. But yeah. it was more focused on that yeah. and the risk It also of- introduces... Almost Which one's the one that has the airplane, or not the airplane, the helicopter that goes through the train tunnel? That's that was the, the first, first one. one. <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> I'm going way back. Going Eddie, way back. Also, that one was crazy. Yeah, yeah, this, was. This, it, this also kind of introduces the anti-Ethan Hunt in Solomon Lang, and mm-hmm. almost like the anti-IMF. Like, now there's another oh, yeah. shadowy... The syndicate. Yeah, the, the syndicate. rogue nation, dun, dun, dun. The, the syndicate. It's yeah. like this shadow organization group, yeah yeah group that is like pulling the strings to do these horrible like terrorist acts and it turns out the whole idea behind the and isn't ethan hunt like on the run from the imf yeah well the this? kremlin gets blown up and he gets framed for yeah. that and basically. the idea behind it and this actually gets carried over into fallout is the idea that ethan hunt through the course of the all the films and the things he's done outside of the films is that how in the fuck is someone who has done all this shit, A, still sane, and B, still allied with their own country and not going batshit like the guys in the syndicate? So they're thinking this probable cause for him to be a rogue agent, even though Ethan Hunt's like, dude, I'm just trying to do the best well, I can. Well, they expand <laughs> yeah. on that in Fallout, the next yes. movie. Yes, and that actually brings up a good point, that Fallout really does extend a lot of the elements from Rogue Nation to yeah. create that continuation. Rogue, Rogue. I mean, honestly, you could separate this almost into two series, Mission Impossible 1 through 3, and then Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol through Fallout. Mm-hmm. Although, honestly, Ghost Protocol almost could sit it's, on its own. Yeah, and then so Rogue, Rogue Nation, Nation would be Fallout the And point. probably these next two. Yeah. Um, it makes it seem as if, like, two and four are the ones that really are But the also, ones Rogue Nation and Fallout else. share the same director. That too. Oh, that explains yep. a lot. Yeah, mm. that explains a lot quite a bit. I think just to use this as a way to segue into the next one, Elsa as the new female-ish lead of the series. I actually thought it was she was an interesting character. Like, I like her. Solid. Yeah. I hate how much she looks like the wife. She does look fairly very similar. very. I think, yeah. by, I think by coincidence, yeah. no one ever talks about it like it's something like that. But she does. Look no, like I don't. The wife. I don't think it's like they're doing it on purpose. Perfect, but but yeah. it just like she just looks too much like yeah. the wife. Oh, I like, also realized she's a chicken dune. She plays um in dune. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mom. Or? Paul's yeah, Paul's yeah, mom. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, that's why I, I was wondering her. where I recognized her from. But mm-hmm. no, she's it's it's she's kind of like the female Ethan Hunt, and that she's like this yeah. badass chick that she know, does also. so many like spider monkey moves like when she <laughs> yeah. like, She's like wraps her like legs around Little, yeah, their yeah. head and just like strangles them or yeah. whatever okay. Was, okay. Well, and i will say what i will say is that as much as mission impossible is kind of the ethan hunt tom cruise show mm-hmm. um what i will say is in each even though they're they've had kind of a rotating cast of female characters i really feel like and shannon you could me honest i really feel like the female characters that they do introduce from like two or three on are 
strong female characters. Oh, they're bad as fuck. That's like dope as no, hell. Like Ghost Protocol was actually like a prime Which example. Is, of that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would have been easy for them to just be like, I mean, something that James Bond doesn't really do is like usually mm. in James Bond, the female characters a lot of time, not the new Daniel Craig movies necessarily, mm. but a lot of the time they're just like the love interest. Right. And that's like their yeah. soul. No. In thing. these movies, they are part of the team. Like you got to pull your weight, and yeah. they do. They're, they're fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. But the movies are li- like. Honest in the fact that okay, you got the sex appeal, get you're part of infiltration. Got to get yourself in. It's like, yeah. all right, let's go. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is actually an element when it comes down to spycraft. This idea that you know, jicks got looks, so gotta use that in order to infiltrate. Yeah, kind of. No, it's you're, yeah, you're not wrong, <laughs> yeah. and and that same character sticks through Fallout as well. Yeah, um, actually, everybody does, and this this yeah. group that they have in Rogue Nation, the entire group carries on into Fallout. Yeah, and with you that, you know being... who I love, mm. Luther. Yeah, Luther Luther's is, awesome. He's, yeah, he's definitely the unsung. He's like hero. the bro yeah. of like the entire series. He's, like my, is he's great. like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. In he, he, he's the Sam the of the entire series. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I think he's the sleeper he's like, hit. Yeah, just a big teddy bear, but also like a really badass. And badass and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think he is uh, in many ways an homage to the tech dude from the original '60s series um, that was also in a similar role, where he was like. The technological genius that also helped out with a lot of the stuff. So yeah, yeah, to in a way that's like a parallel. But yeah, no, and, and I love that they keep bringing it back in every single film. Hell, even in Ghost Protocol, he's at the very end just chatting with Bing Rames. About the mission. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's why I thought he wasn't in every single one. But yeah, he is. Yeah, at the very end of Ghost Protocol. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So yeah, uh, let's dive into the big one. Yeah, Fallout. Fallout. So woo, I heard a lot of things about Fallout. It's obviously the one that I we watched most recently. Mm-hmm. Um. I just watched it, like, an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard a lot of things. A lot of people saying a lot of very positive things about it. Like, mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, it's the best action movie ever. Of course, they're like, Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's really damn good. I think it's mm. really damn good. I think it's it's tough for me to say that it's head and shoulders better than the other two, necessarily. Mm. But I do think, again, for me, it scrapes by as probably being slightly better than Rogue Nation and that it just, they continue improving upon themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has everything going for it in that it didn't have to build the villain. It didn't have to build all these other, you know, the, the group dynamic. Yeah. It, it kind of just gets to go with what was already established from Rogue Nation. huge benefit. Yeah. That, and yeah. there is some absolutely insane stunt pieces and set pieces. Again, mm-hmm. they yeah. act, Tom Cruise actually jumped out of a fucking plane and they filmed, like, and they filmed him. Like, all the mad parachutes, and that's an actual real scene. Did he not have anybody on the back of him? No. Like when they jumped? No, he jumped out of the plane. No, it was real. It was, like, legit. And the Jeez. cameraman also jumped out of the plane, and he had a camera attached to his head, so he was, like, filming. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy, because have you ever seen, like, videos of people jumping out of planes and, like, passing out? Oh, yeah. yeah that's no, like, Can you imagine, thing. like, <laughs> that <shit's> so, <laughs> just ooh. passed out? It's a real, oh, yeah, it's God. a real thing. And there's there's so many cool pieces in this movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, like, and action Superman's set Superman's in it. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Um, a actual tidbit on both of those pieces. So, if I recall correctly, there was an interview with Henry Cavill talking about him wanting to do his own stunts, especially yeah. the parachute scene. And Tom Cruise at, had basically like hold him back a little bit because like, hey, I like there's a lot of training and a lot of like stuff you have to prep for in order to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Love the enthusiasm, but let the stuntmen do it. And Henry was like, well, "We won't do it." He's yeah. like, "Trust me, it's not just for your safety, but the safety of the crew. Because if something fucks up." Everybody could die. What type of deal? It, and 
Uh, that might be a bit of dramatic. Oh, that's so Tom Cruise just thinks he's better than... Uh, you know, a part of is like, hold on, but... It's like, he's also been doing it for so long, too. Well, you got to start somewhere. I know, by right? jumping out of a plane. Well, <laughs> uh, no, you got to jump out of a plane at some point well, to be I able to jump out of planes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should practice first, though. Practice but where? Out of a, a plane that's not... You, you get one shot filming that. You're not going to go up again. Start with a trampoline and then go yeah. from there. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think I think the inclusion of Henry Cavill's character is really cool. That was I cool. I think him as yeah. a double agent is very cool. Yeah. I think that he also is a part of probably the best fight scene in the entire Dude, that entire shit was series. actually There's legit. Ba- oh, my God. The bathroom God. fight scene where Henry Cavill reloads cool. his arms. Yeah. Oh, my God. The story behind that is yeah. kind of oh funny. Oh, God. Yeah. So, in so an interview, um, Henry was talking about how, because they had to film that scene, like, several times, because that's yeah. how they do in movies. And there's one point where he's like, his arms are getting fucking tired. So, he just casually just, just shook his arms out yeah. and was like, get the fatigue out. And then, after a couple more takes, um, they were going through it, and the director was like, yo, that well, thing you did with the arms. This? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, that was that was just me shaking my arms. Do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. But now yeah. it's like a, a super iconic scene. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's and it's very cool. I yeah. mean, I'm like, damn, maybe I should reload my arms. Oh god, <laughs> please don't. But it just like Yeah, with all the people you fight? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. No, I, I John, didn't know you were doing fight clubs John Wick over Yeah, here. it's my side hustle. <laughs> no, but I, I, that that scene is super cool. It, mm. it's a super cool fight scene. There's another really cool motorcycle chase scene yeah. in yeah. this. Um, there's a helicopter chase scene. Dude, the hel- whole helicopter sequence was insane. Dude, and the, the funny part was that Ethan Hunt didn't know how to fly a helicopter. He's like, oh, I'm just going to figure this shit out. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that, part of that's like so unreasonable. But again, but... he's but then he's actually on a fucking helicopter. It's crazy. Yeah. I just don't understand. So one thing that I think the films, especially from... Actually, each of the films do this. About well, The idea behind action scenes is that they're supposed to reveal elements of a character. Mm-hmm. It's a way in order to show how they handle the situation, what they value and prioritize and stuff. I think each of the Mission Impossible movies reveals elements about Ethan's character that's relatively consistent, where he will do absolutely everything in his power to protect the innocent where he can yeah. and also minimize collateral damage and risk, like, Risk of and he's also not. He's also not always the guy with a plan. Like oh yeah, he, the mountain size is like I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, like he's like I'll figure it out. How are you exactly? Gonna, yeah, you're in one. You're hel- in one helicopter. How are you gonna get in the other helicopter? I, I don't know. Figure it out. I'll, I'll do it. Part of me absolutely loves that because it's just that I don't, I'm just figuring this shit out the best I can. It's like I love that. That was sourcefulness. That fuck it. I'm just gonna and, go for it anyway. And, I love and that he, shit. And he and he does exactly what I thought would be smart to do, which is try and drop his payload over the top of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, and it's it like, fucks up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he misses. Yeah, and that's I love that shit, too, because, like, wow, that's, that, that's the thing that would happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, it, like, it's, it's so great. I think the only thing that bums me out about this, about Fallout, is that... They killed Henry Cavill? Yes, yeah. That's wow, that was it? Up. That's oh, straight wow. up. That's straight really? up the only thing that bums me out. Because yeah. I feel like he would be such a good, Carry big, villain. brolic... Dude, just maybe to, he's like, still alive. No, no, no. He got that. Oh, that's brutal. That's another thing I've noticed about these films: the way they kill off like villains, they like kind of cut off like a frame after like the really gruesome shit. Yeah, and it's yeah. like whoa, like from the first movie the, where the villain smacks into the railing, and then they make sure you see that shot for like a frame, a half, and then yeah, it pops half out. Second, yeah, 
Philip Seymour Hoffman and like the therapist, they make sure they show you the hit and then they like yeah. cut out. Yeah. Same with this one. They make sure they show the hook on his head. Yeah, you, you see a half second of the hook hooking into his head, so there's yeah. no doubting it. Yeah, right? yeah. And it happened. And then you see his like, yeah, lifeless body go flying down the yeah. side of a cliff and blow up in a helicopter. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, God damn. But when he got the burns on his face, basically like rough. an exhaust, like, you know, hot gas or something yeah. pours all over his face, um, I was like, oh, He's gonna be a re- he's definitely gonna be a re- that returning, been cool. returning returning yeah. villain with like some brutal scars and stuff. Yeah, but, but then no, he got that helicopter hook into his face and he is dead. There's no R.I.P. Yeah, which sucks, sucks because yeah. he was he was a really interesting and good like I think addition to. He didn't really do it for me. No. What? Not gonna lie. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't what, really what, care what, for what, it. What the what? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of like blended in with all the other villains. Oh my god. Mm, in my opinion. Interesting. Well, I, I think mean, you're wrong. Yeah, well, right. no. <laughs> but how then how, just, well, how do you feel, you how, do you feel about, how do you feel about Solomon Lang as a villain? Who's that one? The only, <laughs> the only other villain. That was in Rogue Nation and in Fall, the big bad guy. With the the last two movies. rescue out of the armored <laughs> van, not rescue. Oh, me. yeah, yeah. The one with all the squiffy beard and, and yeah. shit. I think I'm kind of just indifferent with all the villains. Fair. They're all just kind of like, really? meh. Hmm. I think I think Saul, Sean Harris as Solomon Lang is really damn good. Yeah. No, like I I think it's like he. Does, I think he's definitely does better good than and Henry He looks Cavill, like a villain like, for sure. And sounds like. But a I'm just kind of I'm just kind of indifferent to all the bad guys. Yeah. Huh. One thing uh, I'm saying that a lot because um, there's a lot of notes about these films that pop out tre- tremendously, and this one I think finishes the side story of. Ethan's it wife. rounds out that story. Yeah, yeah and for it's sure. basically. The I think. Transition. I think we will. I think that will be the end of it. I don't think oh, yeah. we'll really see too much more of her. Yeah. It, Who? Uh, wife. Ethan's wife. Oh. Yeah. It provides the final notes of like, hey, this is well, what she happened. She got remarried. She did. Yeah. She got remarried. Um, it explains. everything Do you think he's happened. a bad guy? No. No, I don't. I hope not. I don't but, think so. No. I think they wanted to give her the happy ending that it 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 was. I think it was always going to. I be, feel like he's going to be a bad guy. I don't think I, so. I don't. I doubt. I would put money on it. Okay. Well. I, I don't know, the way that he, like, when he said bye to Ethan and said, like, see a doc or whatever. Oh, like, the he way he said secret it. Agent. No, yeah, because he already knows he's a secret agent because of I, all this crazy shit. Yeah, how would he know that he's a secret agent? The, the FBI <laughs> popped up when yeah. the dude's, like, in the gurney. Army. No, yeah. I don't think so. I really <laughs> think that, I think that, <laughs> I think knowing J.J. Abrams, when he made Mission Impossible 3, he was probably trying to make an isolated, good movie, not necessarily thinking about how... The ramifications of Ethan having a wife for the rest of the series, but you can't necessarily write that off. Yeah. And so I think they really were trying to complete that arc so that they can close that chapter of his life and then create a new chapter with, with, Elsa. with Elsa. Yeah. I really feel it like was kind of funny to, and into a degree because like Ethan's like ex-wife like pops over and like says like fun words and pops over to Elsa is like yeah yeah and then Elsa pops over and it's like I know just, like pass the torch or something what the and hell? what's weird is they look so much alike like if do. you if if you were just walking in and didn't know anything about this movie and right. just like blinked for a second you probably would have thought it was the same person yeah you're like swap right. like like you like cracking open another one like, turn your head like a couple times like what the fuck? seriously they look so much alike mm. I'd be interested to see them side by side because I mean, they look a lot they were side by side yeah. Yeah, but they're kind of like far away. In the background. What? Right? Like, were they not? No, it was like no. the final scene of like yeah. the Fallout. Yeah, they were like in the back. No, no they were like, not like, that close up. 
I just watched it. Yeah, and, and I did too with you. And they were there's a scene where they're both right there. Yeah. Like, yeah, but they're like kind of far. The camera's kind of far away, and she's like whispering in her ear. Okay. Anyways, I really feel like they are wrapping up that that part of Ethan's story, mm-hmm. so they continue. Yeah, they can continue as so Elsa now, being the the main love interest now. Will yeah. Be, yeah. And he can be with someone that is on his level, and yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah, which is going to be curious to see how they expand upon that in the last two movies that they're going to do, right? This yeah. last two. Yeah. I mean, who knows if they make more after that, but... They, they, there's also, a point gonna to say stop. This, I'm going to say this right now. There's, uh, in this in Fallout, there's a chase scene on motorcycles where they go the opposite direction around the arch <laughs> Oh, or yeah. Or whatever it is. Uh, Don't John, say the movie. <sighs> John Wick Chapter 4 ripped just... off that scene. That's not a huge spoiler. It's just a, it, it ripped off that scene. Yeah, I was like, I feel like we oh. just watched this because we went and watched John Wick 4. I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like we literally just watched this scene in I, a different movie. I was just thinking that, too, when I saw John Wick 4. It was like, oh, they, they this was in Mission Impossible. Do you yeah. think but John Wick like, was a definitely a little more intense. Okay, let's not talk about John Wick but, too much. Yeah. But, it, yeah, no, it was, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it was definitely... I'll love me some John Wick. Hey. Definitely different than this, but, like, same concept, going the opposite no, direction for sure. around the... No, for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, I do think that there are kind of some similarities between John Wick, the series, and the Mission Impossible series in that they both are these kind of over-the-top action movies, mm-hmm. but Mission Impossible plays it much more straight-laced than John Wick does. Oh, hell yeah. And I think they both, for me, going forward, serve similar purposes in that like they're just fun movies that I could put on at mm-hmm. some point, and mm-hmm. just I don't have to necessarily be paying super close attention all the time, mm-hmm. now that I've seen them at least. Yeah. Um, but can just turn on and, and maybe I'll see a cool car chase or I'll see a yeah know, cool like they're firefight. definitely a good like background movies, but they can be either. You can yeah. tune in and watch them. You know, have they can have your entire attention if you want. But I think that they also are just really fun action movies. Yeah, they're yeah. fun and they don't completely dilute the story to the point where it's like absolute like this is beyond ridiculous. It's like oh, that's actually a decent story. Yeah, that you can actually follow through and it's. Actually, yeah, and, and, and there is a momentum to each one, but especially regarding Mission Impossible, there's a momentum that is going like a tempo where you're never really left hanging with a ton of exposition for a long time. Usually mm-hmm. there's like a, a set piece and then like a lull and then a set piece and then a lull. Yeah. And like it kind of keeps going on that path so that you're not ever just like, oh my God, get to the next, you know, right. the next like, part. A, a good example of that is <clears throat> in Fallout, there's a sequence where the underground and Ethan Hunt has Solomon Lane in custody because they just like broke him out of jail in a way and the Secretary of Defense pops up and he's played by Alec Baldwin and then Henry Cavill's there and the the, the whole team's there and there's this like dialogue it's exchange. Alec Baldwin. Yeah it's Alec Baldwin. Yeah. God, I like could not figure it out for the life of me like oh, who, who he was. was. Yeah. I was like I know who he is but I couldn't like figure out what his name was. Yeah yeah. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And they have this whole exchange revealing like the that Ethan Hunt's being framed for all this stuff and the, like the reality that, you know, this dude's here to kill you. Ethan, I'm talking about Henry Cavill's character. Like, dude, he's here to kill you if you go bat shit yeah, and yeah. all this shit. And then it's like leads to an actual sequence and all that jazz. But it's things like that where everything has a, you know, a setup for an interesting payoff that right. is quite exciting. So it's not a waste of exposition, stuff like that. And it's that scene specifically stuff. is like the double cross scene. Yeah. Where like there's like three double crossings. Yeah. <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like not going to lie. So Alec Baldwin comes in and you th- he you think that he's against Ethan Hunt. 
and then he double crosses. You know, he double crosses the double cross basically, mm-hmm. and he's not actually against Ethan Hunt, and they're on the same side. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that Henry Cavill's character is the double agent. You already knew that as a viewer, but the yeah. the you know, the group finds that out, so he double crosses. But then there was Hunt. also the but other then, lady that like the, double crosses. The, yeah, then the CIA lady double crosses them because she wants all of them to like she wants to take them all in. Yeah. Um, and so it's just and like, then you also whoa. have Ilsa in the background <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying to double like, cross him as yeah. well. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, that was yeah, that was that was an interesting thing. That Do was you an think, interesting scene. So this has been like the ultimate rambly ep- episode. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, but I I guess I kind of have a couple different ways that we could break this up. Do you think that you could review every single one that we've just talked about? I, I could. I, yeah, I documented it. But do you think that you could, Shannon? Right the second? Probably not. Okay. I could try, but... Okay. I, so, I guess before I would get to that, I kind of want to know, what are your thoughts of the series as a whole? Like, how do you feel? You don't have to give the series as a whole a review, but what do you think? Going into this and not having never seen them before, how do you feel? I... They're entertaining to watch, but I don't think they're like... I feel like it's definitely like a little like a little boy movie, <laughs> little bo- <laughs> like a boy movie. Like you know when you grow up and you want to be a spy and you like have all these cool action oh, stunts. Like Damn. I feel like. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm really making this movie. These movies sound bad. No, 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 no. I it's could just fun. see boys enjoying this more. Yeah. Maybe that's how I should yeah. say it. But I, I kind of feel like, and we keep coming back to this, I feel like Fast and Furious has been the ultimate through line in oh our podcast. Oh my fucking God. But I feel, like, I feel like Fast and Furious is the ultimate boy movie. Yeah. And you're like so super into that. Well, I just like loved cars gr- growing up. Oh, there's cool fair. cars in, in That's these fair. movies too. And not, honestly, better action I mean, scenes. Not really. And better acting. And better story. No. I just like, I could just see like... You have boys this, like, enjoying it more. Yeah, you have you have. I guess I'm just confused. I'm trying to dissect it because you have this huge affinity for the fast. When you were a kid, furious. did you want to be a spy? No. Shut the fuck up. No, I swear you've to God. told me that you. I swear no, God. I swear to God, I never wanted to be a spy. He's lying. You're so dumb. You had like, I literally you had, like spy toys. I, where? What are you talking? <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea. I literally have no idea what Shannon's talking about. We have, have no yes. We have literally had conversations no. like this. Oh my god! We have to pause the podcast because this is insane. I I had no, I have no spy toys. I've never wanted to be a spy. Yeah, never well, I hope you don't have any spy toys I've anymore. Never, I've never Wait, had that conversation. <laughs> I wanted to be a I wanted to be a paleontologist. I know. Wait, that. do you want to be a paleontologist? Yeah, I did. Oh, I, wanted I, to be, I did too. And I and when I watched Indiana Jones, I wanted to be an archaeologist. Dude. But I never wanted to be a spy ever. Yeah. Oh I have god, no idea so... what she's talking He's about. He's lying. This is insane. This yeah. is insane. So, Chin, I'm gonna wait, call your mom wait, up Chin, real quick. But you, you wanted you wanted to play baseball professionally, right? No, you definitely did. You told me that. Yeah, no. So Shannon had a bunch of baseballs and baseball bats and, and gloves, and she always wanted to play baseball. Definitely did not. So... Yeah. No, no, you did. We had a conversation. We had a conversation. She wanted to play baseball. I'm going to call your mother up. Okay, call her. Okay. All right, while you call his mom, I'm just going to say that when it comes down to this series, um, I actually am really... Glad that I've had the chance to watch these movies because holy shit, these are actually pretty good. Yeah, I think they're pretty stellar. Yeah, like uh, the actually a experience from an action movie standpoint and just evolutionary of films and seeing that shown consistently over the course of a series, it's fascinating. And this is one of the rare franchises where it actually got better 
as they made more yeah, movies. Yeah, I think... Like, you know, some things kind of, like, meh, a little bit like the villains and stuff, but for the most part, it got better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, things that are not as good as others in right. some of them, but I think for the most part, it's really rare in that each one got better or maintained, like, a high bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't really think has ever happened in any, you know, six movie series that I've ever seen Harry before. Potter. I don't think so. I haven't seen Harry Potter in so long. But I haven't either. I just had to think, think like, I don't think each, like I don't, that, that, that could be a totally different Fast tangent. Fast Furious. I don't right. think, no, Fast Furious got worse. It definitely got way worse. Um, <laughs> it's think, doing quite literally the opposite. Yeah, I, which is what happens to most series. I mean, yeah. even Star Especially Wars. Especially when you go like, so hard, long. Same thing too. Yeah. Like, I, at a certain point, you kind of have to stop the series. That's why I'm saying they, they should end Mission Impossible after the last, last two. Are they going to? I mean, I think that's the idea. And also Tom Cruise can only do this so long. Yeah, yeah, how old is he now? Like 50. 50-something. 50 how old was he when he started this? I guess like 30? Well, he was in Top Gun, and that was in like the late 80s, so late 20s, early 30s. All I can think about, and I, I like this whole episode I've been thinking about it, is I think it's in the first one mm. where he's like, they go on the vent, and the one guy's like kind of holding him to like go down into this. Like, yeah, that's the first one. one. That's the yeah. first one. And he's hanging above the floor and he's like an inch above the floor mm-hmm. and he's like sweating and like nothing can touch the floor or whatever. Mm-hmm. All I could think about is like how hard that would be to like hold your body like that. Yeah. He had to have some real abs yeah. to oh, do he's, that scene. He's super fit. I mean, even when he crawled into the vent, you can just see his forearms. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Like, I don't think uh, people would really think about that, but that would be very difficult to do. Right. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think it might actually be one of the thing, reasons why Tom Cruise, like outside of the movies, he's a, often, especially back in the day, he was like considered a very confident, very like extroverted and enthusiastic person because he keeps himself rather physically fit and yeah. he's able to do all this shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, you actually do it. No, it's Damn. it's def- it's definitely pretty crazy, and it is at this point he Tom Cruise and his stunts that he does and he opts to do himself mm. are kind of what sets I think this whole series apart from mm, yep. from other similar series. And we've talked about this before, but just to reintroduce this now that we've kind of encapsulated the whole series up to this point, the closest comparison this comes to is like maybe like say Jason Bourne S type of spy movies, but that's a bit more serious. But James Bond is definitely one that's a bit more close to it. And as I've been thinking about it, like, say, the Daniel Craig ones are the more poignant ones in terms of, like, yeah. the... Have you guys watched all the James Bond? Yes, yeah. at least the Daniel Craig ones. Yeah, yeah and too. Well, except actually the most recent one. Though. I have not. You, got, you have not seen the most recent one? Yeah, what's it called? No Time to Die, right? Yeah, I actually saw that, what, a few months ago? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to see it. I just never got around to it. But yeah. they're good. Yeah. I think yeah. you would no, probably like that. No, I watched some of them. Although, so good. Oh. although, although Shannon would probably consider it just a boy movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> have you seen Casino Royale? Well, no, I have. I can't remember which ones I've seen, but I have seen them and I enjoyed them. Yeah. But with that being said, thinking about those films and the differences that they have, because in terms of like if you wanted to compare compare something, that's something to compare when it comes down to parallel type of movies. And with James Bond, it has a much more stylistic, classy type of approach. He's the one-man army It's also much deal. more grounded in reality, I think. Yeah, especially with Daniel Craig. Yeah, it's definitely much more grounded yeah. in reality. Not as much gadgets. Some gadgets, but not as much. Um, especially compared to the old James Bond. The old James Bond could have been very similar to Mission Possible, where yeah. there's a lot of gadget elements, like the yeah. Pierce Bosman era. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah. But then, yeah. when you see, you know, Daniel Craig's much more grounded, much more, you know, serious and focused type of deal. And with Mission Impossible, it has the seriousness, but it kind of... 
levies it out a little bit with a bit more, you know, I would say friendly dynamics between the team and it's much more team focused. Like right. the team is what gets this done. If it wasn't for the team, y'all guys are fucked. Yeah. yeah. And Ethan Hunt, yes, he's leading the team and he's doing James a lot Bond of stuff. is definitely just James Bond. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And, and Ethan Hunt has like a good relationship with his team. Like yeah. cares for them and would do anything for exactly. them. Like we learn and throughout the movies. Exactly. And that's the thing that makes the team respect him and even willing to But I guess he does that for him. everybody. Wait, what? I guess he would do that for anybody. Exactly. Any innocent person. Yeah, but he also... No, not necessarily, though. I mean, yes, he would, think about the cop. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm thinking, no, I mean, too. Like, but he, also, he but also his team is elevated even above that. Like, there was there was a part at the end where Bing Rames, Luth, Luther, mm-hmm. says to him, like... Or says to the girl, Elsa, you like, you shouldn't come along on this mission because he's, like, he cares too much about you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, there's only two women. And then she just went. But she also needed to go. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been successful. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's... And I think that in relation to Jane Spawn being much more of the focused, grounded, you know, gotta get shit done type of deal, the Mission Impossible ones definitely is just a bit lighter, but still a really just exciting experience. Like, if you yeah. want... It, it also has better tension for whatever reason. Yeah, I think, like. I think Mission Impossible is more fun. Yeah. And I don't mean that as like a jab towards Mission Impossible or anything. You mean James Bond? No, I mean Mission Impossible because I don't want oh. I don't want to also make that sound like it's like not serious or anything right. like that. Or any less. But I yeah. think yeah, or any lesser than James Bond. But I think it's a more I think it fun... knows it's like over the top. Yeah, yeah. Kind, kind of, but, <laughs> but it's not, not in a bad way. But it's not yeah. so it's not like John Wick over the top. Or I keep trying that yeah, or Fast and Furious. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but I think maybe John Wick's an even better comparison because John Wick is, like, ridiculously over the top. Oh, God. Like, like in, it's so damn fun, but, like, it doesn't exist in reality. Yeah. Really? But Mission Impossible... No! Yeah, no, not at, it does. Not, no. At not at all. No! Not at all. No! Not at all. The man fell down, like, but, okay. like seven flights of stairs. Not stop. Spoiler alert. Or there's just gunfights happening in the streets and nobody, no police or anybody. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but Mission Impossible like really does try to I, I think it knows it's over the top but it really does try to kind of rein it in yeah yeah, into like a ground more grounded type of thing yeah do you think this movie is for everybody or these movies I should say I think that they're I think that it it's an easy like if we're talking about this series as a whole um, and comparing it to the other series we've talked about I think it is easier for me to recommend the Mission Impossible series to people than it is for me to recommend Fast and Furious <laughs> or, John, or, or even no. John Wick. I, I really like I, John Wick, too. I agree. I, I think it's just like, it is a f- they are fun movies to put on and watch. Yeah. Like, and they, you could sit down them and watch them seriously, or you could just sit down yeah. and watch them for fun. And I think yeah. because of that, they do cater to a wider audience for than... Sure either of those two other series. Yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of everything in each of these films because this is like a good bit of levities but provided by some of the characters like Simon Pegg whenever some he pops romance, up. There's some romance, there's some action, yeah, there's, there's like some action, espionage. sexiness, and all that yeah. stuff. It's all in there. Yeah, I agree. I think, cool fancy cars. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it does kind of have a little bit of something for everybody for yeah. the most part. I agree. So I think by and large, yeah, I, would, I could probably recommend this series, especially the later movies. If you, I Woo! think if you were going to... If you wanted to just get into Mission Impossible, but you didn't, but you didn't want to watch all of them necessarily. Start with Ghost Protocol. Yeah, start with Ghost Protocol. And Fuck go, yeah. Go oh yeah. Then, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like get, having those <clears throat> previous films definitely helps create that context of history behind the character, especially Ethan. But then, if you really just wanted to start the late movies, Ghost Protocol is just yeah. Fine. You could start yeah. at Ghost Protocol and 
basically not really miss anything. Yeah. Um, and they are the better movies than the previous three. That's not to say mm-hmm. that the previous three are bad, but they really start to get their footing. Yeah, for sure. If the protocol. Mission Impossible movies ended with three, then the movies, in terms of overall quality, the third one would obviously be the best one. And yeah. And there would be like, oh, they're fun little action movies. But because of four, five, and six, it I think they did elevate the series overall. It's like, oh, wow, this I, series is actually I did better. really enjoy the first one. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the first one was it, but it's so different than the rest. It, it is, a it is, of its but time, it is like, for sure. yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, the yeah. first one is fun. Can't I remember mean, it's, why it's I iconic. It much, it's iconic but... for a reason. Like it. Oh yeah. Oh dude. There's so many great moments in that movie. Same sort of action set pieces and stuff like that. Um, Hell, like the freaking. I mean the, the breakout. The break-in scene. Is yeah, like the, the break-in like, scene is the most like one of the most scene. iconic spy scenes of all, all time. time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think I could recommend this to people if they only wanted to, you know, they didn't want to watch all of them. You could start at Rogue Nation, be totally fine. Yep. Um, not really miss much at all. You mean they, Ghost Protocol? Yeah, Ghost Protocol. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you could also. He start, loves Rogue Nation. Yeah, you I was could like, honestly even start at Rogue Nation. What is because it with you and Rogue Nation? That's kind of when it starts. Is, yeah. is at Rogue Nation is when this new kind of arc starts. Okay, but, no, that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, you could Ghost Protocol. Mm. Start start with Ghost Protocol. Um, and yeah, I think I would recommend them. I think it, it's it's an easy recommend. Probably not for everybody. Actually, definitely not for everybody. But it, I think. Do you think this next one that's coming out is going to be really good, or do you think it's just going to be like, oh, they should just stop? I think it's going to be really good. You think? I'm I hoping do. it's going to be good. Because like I saw, I saw. There's been a lot of times one of where set, one of the crazy stunts already. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, there's been a lot of like movies where they just like keep going. And like, when they release the new one, it's just like, oh god, they should have stopped. I think they were still pretty good. The last one that came out, like, I'm a sucker for Fast and Furious, as you guys have learned. Um, the last one, there was no way I could even pretend like it was good. <laughs> it was just like you guys. I don't want to go. The to second a- Cardi B got in it. I was like. Wait, Cardi B's in that? Why? There's, there's Spoiler like a, alert. Cardi B is in The Last Fast and Furious. Okay, and I don't want to talk too long about this, but there's like a, like a, it feels like a five minute conversation about Star Wars. And it has no, <laughs> in, in that movie, it has no place. It has there's, literally there's, no place whatsoever. There's so, oh, we should, and, we should do a, let's just stop yeah. here. We should but do I a podcast on it, especially it. the last one specifically, mm-hmm. because it is so bad. And it's like, dude, you should have just. you love this more just, than Mission Impossible, this series. I, I do, um, but they they should they should they really should. I think that Shannon last is one just an edgelord. Just, I think Shannon just likes to be an edgelord. I think that she last just likes one to, should have just like never existed. Should have just died. And I, so I worry I that that's going to be the same when, case with when this. that Star Wars conversation was happening. And again, we'll you're get back with, to. Your I literally, I literally went, "What is happening?" Like I vocally <laughs> was like, "What is happening?" You and Jameson both yeah. were just like, "What? What, <laughs> what is happening?" Like out loud. What is happening? <laughs> what are we doing? And we're like, so you're talking about Star Wars? And oh god, it was, yeah, it was it was wild. But anyways, I think that the Mission Impossible series is better than Fast and Furious series. I easily, can hear that so far. easily, yeah. hands yeah. down. I think they're both fun, but I I think, I just love like I love car scenes. Yeah, and I think Mission I think that's part of the reason the better... I love the sh- the movie Nobody so much is it has yeah. a sick. Ooh, car I mean, I, I, I just think that Mission Impossible, almost every movie has a car chase scene in it. Maybe it's not like built around it, but mm. I think that the car chase scenes in this these movies are 
easily better than the Fast and Furious ones because they're real cars. They're not like fake CGI oh, yeah. cars jumping over shit and like doing crazy unrealist using magnets to pull cars through walls and okay, stuff. Like, stop. Now you're getting too into it. No, I'm just I'm just saying like I think I think what, I think what really makes me enjoy this over that series is yes, Fast and Furious is over the top and they know it. But I I really enjoy that Mission Impossible chooses to go the route of practical, chooses to use real stunts and all these things. I think it makes it way more intense. Watching a real car like a real car going 130 miles an hour down a highway for me at least, will always be more entertaining than watching a CGI car, you know, yeah. going over a fake jump and none of it's real. It's making me think of like this. Uh... I think what I enjoy about like the car scenes is probably different than what you probably enjoy with the car scenes. Yeah. Like I don't enjoy just like watching the cars go really fast. I enjoy like watching everything that goes into the actual racing, like Mm. shifting and all that like when they focus in on that and but there's okay you don't see that in Mission Impossible yeah but Fast and Furious has not been about racing in like five movies (laughs) literally the whole movie is about racing the first the first three maybe not like like actual races like oh first second place but like no, like you, the first no, three movies first three, were like yeah. about racing, and, and then there's the rest no of them, racing. They might be a racing scene, but that's about no, it. No, I know, but they're no, still you like know. about. You just said, <laughs> you just said they're <laughs> about <laughs> racing. They're not about racing. Okay, we need to yeah, get off anyways. the topic of Fast and Furious. Anyways, yeah, I think this is a black hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, it goes deep. We really should do it. An episode. I, think, I have to. I think that. Yeah, I think that this is a, a good, a great series. Mm. I think it has no business being as good as it continues to be um, at, at five yeah. or six or whatever. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of surprising, but it's I appreciate very it. very surprising. Um, and I hope that now that this last movie is a part one and part two, mm-hmm. that makes me feel like they that this is the end of it. I hope so. And they're going to kind of finally Please stop wrap movies. it up. Like, not in a bad way, just like... Just, yeah, stop it while it's while good. While getting good, yeah. yeah. Stop it while it's it's good. So it can be encapsulated in like movie history. It's like, oh wow, this is actually pretty good. Like, yeah, don't don't hit a crystal skull. You know, don't okay. hit like you have three great movies and then your fourth one is ass, like <laughs> Indiana Jones. But yeah. I uh, I think I could rate every single movie. Yeah, I don't know if if Shannon can, but how about we just start going let's give from a shot. Yeah, yeah, let's go from uh, two on because we've yeah. rated one. Yeah, and if you have a rating, Shannon, feel. free. Feel free to okay. jump Remind in. Remind me which one two was. So number two was the one where it was the soap opera, where <laughs> the love triangle, and there was the bioweapon. Yeah, the bioweapon one, Chimera. And it was huge, all in Australia. Everything explodes all the time, it seems like. Yes, and um, it was the slow motion, and then last like portion of the movie was in Australia. Yeah. All right, Taylor, you go first. Okay. So for this one, oh, shit. Oh, I I'll, hated I'll, this one, I think. I don't think you hated it. I didn't hate you it, liked but it I didn't more. love I think it. You, I think you said you liked it as much as the first one when I asked you, because I kind of touched base with Shannon mm-hmm. as we were watching them, because we were watching them over such a long yeah, period of yeah. time. Um, I rated this one the same as what I rated the first one. I think, I would... think, I think if you're only going in half-star type mm-hmm. rankings, I would give it three and a half out of Actually, five. that's my exact rating, three and a half. Yeah. I think it's yeah. just as good as the first one in a different way. Yeah. Um, has its weak points, but but good time. Yeah. yeah I think I'd give it like a two and a half. What would you give? What did you give the first one again? I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> Mission Impossible three though. Oh, four. Instant four. Yeah, I also would give it a four. Yeah, instant four. How about you, Shannon? Um, 
Let me just let me just pull up which one mission. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Three three it has the Vatican scene in it? Has that girl who has her head explode? Oh, I don't know if I, I like enjoyed that. this one that much. From what I from what I can remember, they... I would say probably a three. So more than the second one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then you've got Ghost Protocol. Four and a half. I gave Ghost Protocol. I might need to watch it again, but I gave it the same rating as I did three. Really? I did. Um, I think hindsight twenty twenty and thinking of thinking back on it, that could maybe be a four and a half. But I think mm. I'm gonna stick with four because that's what I put in my notes as mm. what I would rate it. Yeah. Um, I think it does improve on many things that three did, but it has a weaker villain than three did. Mm. Um, and so I think for that reason, it, it's gonna stay at four. But there's some crazy moments that are awesome. Oh, you, Shannon, Ghost Protocol. I don't yeah, know, so. it's kind of hard for me. I think probably, like, I feel like a four is too high, but I feel like I want to give it a four because I feel like I'd give the rest, I'm just going to give the rest of my ratings oh, okay. real quick. I feel like I'd give the other last two three and a half. Interesting. Whoa. But I did like Ghost Protocol the most, so I feel like I have to give that more than three and right, a half. Right, just to have it stand out, yeah. So I think four. Yeah, okay. I think I'll stick with four and a half of Ghost Protocol. Okay, yeah. so I think a four for me. And then you got Rogue Nation. I for this one I also gave a four because I think that it is as good as the previous one in mm. some ways better, yeah. but I think not by enough for me to go a full half star up. I think they're both a lot of fun. I did like Rogue Nation. Hold on, I'm, oof. I think I would give that a four. You know what? I'm gonna actually I'm gonna actually make an edit of my previous one. Even though I really appreciate oh God, Ghost we're Protocol, so messy. I know. Right? Even though I really appreciate Ghost Protocol, um, just uh, for the sake of actually having somewhat standards on my rating system, um, four for that one for sure. It's damn good. Um, four for that one. Rogue Nation is also four. Okay, it's within the same. Ballpark. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I did as well. I feel like even Fallout. So I gave well, Shannon. What yeah. about you, Rogue Nation? You said four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was your favorite one out of all of them, based on what you Wait, just reviewed. I thought she's you said Ghost Protocol. Was Ghost good. Protocol, and I do, th- I I do think I liked Rogue Nation as well. Mm. So both you give both Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation a four. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that right now. Okay, so then that brings us to our finale so far until the next mm-hmm. ones come out. Uh, Fallout. What do you think, Taylor? Four. Honestly, like that's what I was like. This as I'm thinking about it from a rating standpoint, <clears throat> once you get past three. There's a consistency of quality, mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing. That means they're consistently like solid, but nothing that stands out. Where it's like, like if you found someone and they asked about Mission Impossible, would you shake them like you gotta watch this fucking film? Like it doesn't yeah. give you that sense of like enthusiasm. It's good. Like you'd say, oh yeah, check them out. They're good. But the, it's not the shake someone and be like, watch this now. I will give you the DVD. I will pay for this for you so you can watch it. It's not yeah, that I think, type I, of enthusiasm. I think, I think Fallout for me, I think it does creep up to like a four, four and a half. I think I'll stick with four and a half for Fallout. Ooh, that's surprising. Yeah. I, mm. The reason being is that it, it, gets to, it gets to do something that the other ones didn't and that it doesn't have to build up the group. It doesn't have to build the That's bag. huge. You know, it, it's huge. It can kind of just immediately... And because the bad guy carries over from Rogue Nation, you know who he is. You know that he is all business. Mm-hmm. You know the threat. And so immediately yeah. you know that this is like real shit yeah. out the gate. That is it plays a lot into its favor. 
And I think that it's really cool that now we have this continuation from the previous movie and that this is, yeah, direct continuation basically of, of Rogue Nation and Solomon Lang's villain. He's kind of like the Moriarty to Tom Cruise's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think four and a half is what I'll stick with. I love the set pieces. They're like burned into my mind, so many of them. I think that's where I'll sit. And you would set up three and a half, Shannon? Yeah, I think I'd give this one three and a half. I think like, here's my explanation. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like after a certain point, they all kind of just feel like the same, the same movie. Yeah. Just with different stunts. Yeah, I, and I can, like, yeah, I can that. see that too. But with Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation, it also was kind of a changing point in the series mm-hmm. where I feel like they were doing a better job. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I enjoyed them a little bit more. It doesn't mean that it, I didn't feel like they were like still the same stories as the other ones, if right. that makes sense. But then with Fallout, it kind of was just like the same thing as ghost protocol and rogue nation and it just like didn't really do it for me that much it still was a good movie to watch mm-hmm. the stunts were still pretty crazy like the helicopter sequence is insane to me and i think that's honestly i feel like i probably would have given it less of a rating mm. had it not been for the crazy helicopter sequence huh. Damn. okay interesting yeah I, I don't know like i agree i agree with a lot of what you just said i think like yeah story is kind of always not that the story is bad but the story always is going to kind of take a, a back seat to the set like it's all the story almost acts just to propel you to the next mm-hmm. like action set piece yep. mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. for this for this movie alone maybe not all movies but for this movie alone i think it works like it's totally fine not this movie being followed all these movies yeah alone. yeah i think for mission impossible it works like you're here because you want to watch the set pieces if mm-hmm. we're talking yeah. about Fast and Furious, you're there because you want to watch cool cars, and if for some reason there isn't cars in it, you're going to be like, "What? Why? Why? What am I doing?" Right. You know, like I think for this, for Mission Impossible, that's where you, that's the price of admission. And I think um, what makes Fallout the best one in my eyes is that it has the connective tissue, it does answer yeah. questions, and it does have a really compelling good bad guy yeah. in it. I think with me, like I don't think. If we weren't doing this for a podcast, like, I don't think I would have continued to want to watch the Mission Impossibles. Mm. Like, there was nothing really, like, pulling me in to want to continue to watch them. And then I think with Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation, they were better than the first three. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, this is, like, this is is good. This is better. And then I feel like Fallout kind of was just, like, the same as those. And so it wasn't, like, anything... I don't know. Am yeah, I, mean, I making sense? Of, like there yeah, wasn't. No, like, I do get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I kind of think again, if we're talking about a similar series that you enjoy, like I think um, John Wick is the same way. I John go Wick in, totally is the same. I, way. I go into yeah. John Wick. I always have a good time. The only I know reason John I'm Wick has in. my heart is because this all started because someone killed his dog, and I would totally do that shit. I think that's one of the main driving forces of why a lot of people like outside of the action sequence. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Although it has nothing to do with his dog anymore. No, but no, no, <laughs> the start of it had to do with his I, dog, and so I, I, like, I, I understand think, him. I think, <laughs> I think if you, I think if you, you know, went in, if if the action set pieces don't do anything for you in Mission Impossible, um, then yeah, I don't really think that you would necessarily really enjoy these movies because that kind of is their thing. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. The yeah. stunts and the sets are definitely their. And I also thing. think like just like the John shooting in John Wick, Wick is its thing. Well, the cars with and John and Wick, the yeah. the the stunts are, or the action is a little more. Um, it's practical. more often. 
Oh. In the movie. In what? In John Wick. Oh yeah. Well yeah, yeah it's, it's kind like of all and like, I mean, it has to and be. And with the Mission story Impossible, like there there is a lot of action, but not all of it is like crazy over the top action. Some of it's just like Tom Cruise jumping from building to building, which is which cool, is but it's shattered his ankle. Yeah, yeah. but it's not like mm. it's not crazy versus like when you're watching John Wick, you're constantly watching the, him like punching or shooting somebody the, and it's I think like, the difference is is that Although the story in, in each Mission Impossible movie isn't necessarily like you know, Oscar winning story, it is enough to kind of carry you from piece to piece. Yeah. Whereas John Wick, I love John Wick. You know I love those movies. The story is basically non-existent. Yeah. You're watching it because you want to see Keanu Reeves just kill people in crazy ways. Yeah. And so like if you all of a sudden it stopped in John Wick and all of a sudden he just talked about how if you had things. a love interest, yeah, it would be, be weird. It, it would be like, okay, I'm not watching this for this. Same thing yeah. with Fast and Furious. If for some reason, and that's part of the reason why Fast and Furious is so annoying is because it, to me at least, because yeah. it does at times completely halt and is like trying to explain some stupid backstory I don't give a shit about. Yeah, part, it talks about Star Wars for five minutes. Part it's like, of me, what, what are we part doing? of me feels like if they had removed the aspect of like Tom Cruise's character having a love interest in almost every movie, it would have been better. Well, that's the. Th- because it like it adds another element of it exists a lot of the time it exists to make the stakes higher. Yeah. A lot of the time the love interest exists yeah, to make the stakes. And I think Ghost Protocol is the one where they I wish don't I would have just like rather have like more action than have a love interest. Well, I don't well, think the love interest think, piece, like is too distracting from the yeah, film. I don't think so either. I, but I do think that I think that it's they, not like it's too distracting, but it's like, oh, here we in go. In the later again. movies, well, <laughs> I think those that's very true for the first three movies. But I think in the later yeah. movies they did really dial that back. I, yeah. I, there's not really any. I mean, but there's there obviously is. a love interest between Elsa and him and, yeah. and his wife. They there's more of a build up. But I think but... the I think the wife aspect is is. The new director is really trying to clean up the J.J. Abrams storyline that yeah. started in three. Yeah, I guess that's true. That does make it hard. Though. You kind of have to. You yeah. have. just the idea of like and a so director like that, trying to clean that shit. I'm yeah. like, gotta get this up. Yeah, I, and so I think that they kind of have to clean that up. But then it also does raise the stakes if there is, you know, every hero has their weakness, their kryptonite, and I think that for what they're trying to do now is set up Elsa to be Ethan Hunt's. Oh my god, if they, for whatever reason, like, kill her off in, like, the next two movies, I'll be pissed. <gasps> Maybe that is what will happen. I'll be so pissed. I'll be Maybe. Like, oh, for fun <laughs> and that's thing. what will kick it off. No, I think that his wife's new husband... Is evil. Okay, oh Mark, gosh. Mark... He's yeah, the new Mark, villain. Mark? No, mark your calendars, because oh. when the next one comes out, he when won't come he out? won't be evil. I think it's this year, July or something. Maybe not. It might be next year. No, it's this year, right? I, think I thought this, it was. I think it's this year. I thought it was, but I haven't seen any trailers for it. There's been a lot of delays on movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, they hold off on trailers until like the last minute. Right. Like, before. I I don't think the husband's bad. Don't think husband <laughs> is a bad is bad. I think that they really Mark your calendars for July fourteenth. Yeah. July fourteenth. Of this year. So he doesn't get Dead pushed. Reckoning. Part one. Part one. Yeah. So that actually begs the question, what would you rate the entire series overall so far? Based on if you were to take an average out of what I have said. Three and a half. I think you could give the entire series a three and a half. It has, it's never bad and it's yeah. never average at that two and a half spot. Yeah. But it's, it's, it has enough points that aren't quite great enough, especially in the early movies, to, I think, kind of 
bring down the overall rating where it's like three and a half. Now, if you were to break it into two segments, the first half of this series, assuming you're doing one, two, three, and then Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout, mm -hmm. if you were to break it up into two parts, part one, I'd give three and a half, or maybe even three. Part two, I'd give like a four. I can agree with that, actually, yeah. But because of that, it's going to sit at three and a half. Honestly, for me, this is going to sound a bit wonky, but I would take the whole series as a four, but I agree with your estimate of like the first three is like three and a half, but the Ghost Protocol onwards four. Yeah. So same like standpoint, it's just that I would just bump up the whole ball series by like half a point. Okay. I think I'd give it a three. A three. Damn. Interesting. So three, three and a half, and four. Damn. Yeah. Overall series. Interesting. Not bad. More than average. Yeah. Or more than... For sure. Are average. you excited to see Ghost or Dead Reckoning or not really? Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Heavy I didn't realize that you... Yeah. That's strange considering no, you mean, fours No, I mean, I am excited to see it. Not as excited as like maybe the next Fast and Furious, but you know. Nah, <laughs> oh, I mean, after God. the last one, I don't think so. I mean, I will be oh, going well. and seeing it, but <laughs> um, no, I'm excited to see it. I think it'll I think be, at the it'll very be good. least, it's a fun movie theater Although, experience. at some point, Tom mm. Cruise is going to get too old for this shit. That's why I'm well, thinking I'm why... hoping these last two. Yeah. He, they got to kill him off. I, did, I don't I think, they'll give, him, him I think they'll give him a happy ending. I hope so. Him. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe him and his wife will come back together. No. No. No, that's not. That ship has sailed, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Maybe him and But anyways, we're like at an hour 30. Something like uh <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, if this wasn't a jumbled mess and you guys oh, enjoyed this, then maybe we'll do this again with it's other series. Been, yeah, exactly. If we not, recommend a series give for us, us some Yeah. Give us some review. pointers and we'll And shoot, if you have any comments or thoughts or any feedback for us, just go ahead and uh, leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram and we'll be more than happy to check that out oh, and uh, man. pay attention to that and uh, try to make things better. Yeah, <laughs> we're still learning. So yeah. almost a year in, but yeah, yeah. craziness. I'm one big boy. How nitro stout? Fuck every goddamn time. Shannon keeps beating Shannon us. Shannon has had one in probably one of these goddamn. Wait, it was there was one time where we actually beat her. I think it was because it, it was like gross sake, or it was the. I think it was the man sake. old fashioned maybe. Yes, it was old fashioned and sake. That was like yeah. the only time we ever beat her. Yeah. <laughs> I just get too busy talking. Yeah. And it, well, anyways. Yeah. You also, I feel like a lot of. I don't feel like I've had a lot of good, or I've had a lot of movie choices or movie picks. You have. No, I don't think I have. I think you guys have had the majority. Oh. <laughs> and so I'm just sitting here like, what? Well, yeah, this I mean, is great. Fair, like, no, we've been, that's, we've been alternating. So yeah. you have been picking. Yeah, but you also like try to influence my picks a lot. So you're easily influenced. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so get ready for the next pick of Shannon Campbell because it's going to be epic. So this has been the <laughs> Hangover Podcast. <laughs> this is where Cinema Hangover really begins. With my right. next pick. <laughs> Oliver's going to get hammered. It's going to be great. No, it's going to be fire. <laughs> All right. This is Oliver signing off. All right. <laughs> Peace, guys. See ya. <laughs>